Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Watching the Webhead. I'm your host, Delanel, and today, we've been waiting. We've been waiting for this moment for years and years and... What's that? Year... No? Oh. Oh, crap. Okay. Uh, uh, Apparently, we've been waiting for months... Not, not years, uh, for this particular moment. I thought it was, I thought it was years, but apparently my imaginary producer is saying months in my ear. So, okay, fine. We've been waiting for months and months and months and months. What? Only two months. We, okay. Apparently, we've been waiting for only two months. So. We've been waiting for months and months. I only just say one month. Oh my god. Okay, anyway. You've seen the title. You know what this is. I am ranking my Spider-Man video game library by the favorites. Ranking my favorite games. We'll do the list from least favorite to the absolute favorite. Okay? And let me just say. A few guidelines. Uh, <clears throat> these are all of the games that I have played. So these are not all of the games that I've ever been. Um, these games are also only on console. So either Xbox or PlayStation. Um, I have not played anything on the Wii. Although, yeah, there are versions on the Wii. But usually Wii games are like kind of a different thing altogether versus like the Xbox and PlayStation counterpart. Um, I have played, I do have two or three Nintendo DS or Nintendo SP. It might be SP. uh, Games. As well, but again, I'm sticking with just the consoles. Uh, no PC, no handheld, no mobile game, none of those. <clears throat> just a PC, a PC, just console. So, also, um, again, these are by favorite, they are not by actually how good they are or. You know, I'm not going to be looking at Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. My experience playing the game, how I felt about the game, the story, the characters, the acting, the graphics, all of these things are going to come together for me and how I enjoyed the games. That's how this ranking is going to take place. Also, I'm not going to dive into this is not a game review. So I'll give some details about why I liked the game and why I didn't like the game. Um, if you want more in-depth de- uh, reviews, plenty of stuff to go around on the internet. I'm sure there's YouTube stuff and um, articles that talk about these games, especially some of the more recent ones. Um, if If not, <clears throat> let me know and I'll do my own personal review. The oldest game I have in my library goes back to 2005. Um, So that's where it's going to start 
you know, like that. So just get ready. Console games that came out starting in 2005 uh, onward to 2020. I have all of those games on console. So I think that those are the house rules. Um, and okay. So I have nine games here. I'm going to name the names in order by when they came out. So not necessarily the order that I like them, just when they came out. Number one is Ultimate Spider-Man. came out in 2005. Uh, number two is Spider-Man... Ooh. Spider-Man Friend or Foe. Which came out in 2007. Um, and again, I'll kind of lean towards some of the more involved details about it uh, when I get to it. Next is Spider-Man uh, Web of Shadows in 2008. After that, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions in 2010. Spider-Man Edge of Time in 2011. The Amazing Spider-Man in 2012. And uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, 2014. The uh, Marvel Spider-Man in 2018. And lastly, Spider-Man Miles Morales in 2020. Um, so those are the nine games that I have and that I'll be talking about. Uh, and again, I'll be ranking them from least favorite to the absolute favorite. Um, if you guys think you know the answer, you know, uh, I don't know. I can't tell you to guess because I don't trust you. Okay. I don't trust that you're going to actually be sincere and say, Oh, it's this game. And then I'll say it. Oh yeah. No, you listened and then you commented. So that's fine. So anyway, <clears throat> My least favorite. Now, I will say this too. One, one last thing. I don't dislike any of the games. These nine games that are here, I don't like. I don't dislike any of them. Um, you know, I, I, the least favorite. I still enjoyed it to a certain extent. Um, but that doesn't mean that there weren't any issues and, and things like that, um, you know, that I had to contend with. But it's Spider-Man, and unless you really, really do a really bad job, I'm not going to dislike or hate the game um, with Spider-Man, okay? Um, so, and again, these are all self-titled games so like i have ultimate alliance one and two i have lego marvel superheroes like i have a lot of different games that have spider-man as a playable character but it is not a spider-man game so they are also not on the uh the list of rankings okay so game number one the amazing spider-man Came out 2012. The team of Activision and Beanox 
um, worked on this game. This was Beanox's first uh, run with the game. Um, this is also, quite honestly, some people say there's another game, a uh, friend or foe. Might have been the first game, but I'm going to give credit to this one. This is the first game that was tied into the movie. Um, even on the cover, on the back cover, it says, Uncover the rest of Peter Parker's untold story and the original epilogue of the film. So, now historically, games that are based off of movies that are released released basically at the same time they don't go too well they usually end up being like a cash cow slap the name of the movie on and it's part of the merchandise thing you get action figures you get collectibles and all these different things a shirt you know whatever a hat and oh look a game so that's what this game was and it showed. This is um, one of the worst games, one of the worst Spider-Man games that I've played. The graphics, now this, again, this came out in 2012. Uh, this is not Beanox's first game. I'm sorry, their first game was um, Shattered Dimensions. But anyway, this came out in 2012. The graphics looked on par to... Um, they were bad. They looked worse than the first game that they put out, Shattered Dimensions. Like it did this did this looked bad. It was not fun to play um as much as the other games. Uh but again, you know, it's a Spider-Man game. And it it did have a nice story. I did enjoy what they were trying to say after the movie. Um and before I go into this, again, these aren't detailed reviews, but there are some spoilers, a few spoilers for the games in terms of plots and things like that. So you might want to be careful. Uh, turn back, unless you don't mind minor spoilers, you might want to turn back. Okay. You're still here? All right, then we can keep doing this. So. Uh, it does, it does have a faithful continuation of the, um, the movie where it does dive into cross-species genetics. That became the gist of the game's plot. Um, and it was cool. It had free roaming, um, you know, which was gone. The past, the, the previous two Spider-Man games that came out eliminated free roaming and so a lot of people were kind of like oh you're you're killing you're neutering a spider-man game a good spider-man game has free roaming you can swing around the city and and stop random crime and help different people or whatever so this game again uh on the cover the back cover says spidey is back in manhattan with the return of free roaming web slinging action so they were marketing this as, you know, hey, you get to, you know, you guys asked for it. We got it. Unfortunately, uh, it didn't do too well. And I think 
you know, some of the game, too, was trying to copy off of the Arkham Knight series games with a lot of the stealth missions. Uh, this is one of the weakest Spider-Man um, that I've played as because he has he has that health bar that, you know, where the screen kind of starts to fade away around the edges and the more hurt you are the more everything kind of gets blurry and then the screen kind of starts fading out and you, you eventually black out if you die. It's one of those health bar type systems um, or health monitor systems, uh, which made him really weak to like gunfire. Like he did not do well. Most of his missions were stealth. I'm not a stealth player. I don't prefer to play as in stealth games. So that's one. that's another reason why this game ranked so low. Um, but I did... I did... Be- Honestly, this game... If you want to say that this is a sequel to the movie... This was a better sequel to the movie than the actual movie sequel. Okay? I will give it credit for that. Um, this was better than the movie sequel. So, uh, I thought. In, in terms of the story... Uh, <clears throat> you know... So the actors and the the um the models for the characters, I should say, the models for the characters, they were uh different from the uh movie characters, which I thought was slightly odd. It it took you out of the idea that it was essentially as a sequel type thing. Also, if I remember correctly, the game came out shortly before the movie. I remember I watched the movie like the first day it came out, or at least the first week it came out. I believe it was in July. I feel like the game came out like a week before. Um, Or if the movie came out Friday, the game came out that Tuesday or something. And so essentially what I I remember having the game, like I'm pretty sure I pre-ordered the game. So I had the game. I eventually went to see the movie. Then as soon as I came home, I popped in the game and started playing it. That I remember that specifically. So um, that was kind of weird. And it was almost like you could almost ruin the movie, but not quite. The, the game does a pretty good job that even though it's tied to the movie, you didn't have to see the movie. So the movie really didn't get spoiled too much. Although Kurt Connors does make an appearance there. And, you know, the lizard and everything. So, obviously that would be a spoiler as to what happened to him. Because what happened to the lizard does pick up from where the movie was. Um, Spider-Man does end up having to break the lizard out of the uh, the prison that he was in. To create a cure for the cross-species complications that are going on. So... You know, it does tie into the movie in some ways, but for the most part, you know, it, it's not a complete deal breaker if you didn't see the movie to play the game. But if you want to see the movie, don't play the game because it will provide some some little spoilers here and there about what happened in the movie. Um, but you probably wouldn't even notice it unless you actually watched the movie. So that was The Amazing Spider-Man. Next up, in 8th place, The Amazing Spider-Man 2 game. Whoa! They did slightly better with the game. 
One of the things that they did that I did like, they they had him have the the random conversations with characters. I forget what that's called, but like you can talk and choose like responses to characters and stuff and you get to say things and that can kind of maybe change the course of the game. That's what they tried to market. Um that's what they tried to market. It did not go down that that way. Um but having the conversations did help you uncover more information that you needed to uncover. You played as Peter Parker uh fairly often in the game and that's about it. The web slinging was was uh unique in that uh now this I played it on the Xbox 360. So my RT and LT triggers they they were the the web swinging. Like they controlled web swinging. So my right trigger controlled his right arm and the left trigger as you can probably tell controlled the left arm. So it gave you more in theory it was supposed to give you more precision and how you swung around cuz now you like if you're swinging around buildings or you're chasing cars or chasing bad guys or whatever it was more fluid in that sense but it also felt clunky it was like the weirdest thing i don't i don't know um and you know the game was okay but Yeah, it's a safe place. What can I say? All right, next up in seventh place, Spider-Man: Friend or Foe. When I originally uh, now this game came out in two thousand and seven, it went alongside um, Spider-Man three. It was not like related to the movie, but it was like another type of merchandise game type of thing. Oh, the movie's out. Play the game. And it had characters from the movie in terms of like character models like Doc Ock, Sandman, uh, Green Goblin, and uh, New Goblin. Um, so, you know, it had different characters from there as well. The uh, <clears throat> So, yeah, when I first started doing my rankings, Friend or Foe actually was higher on the list. Uh, but when I redid it, I kind of bumped it down here. Here's the thing. I loved the idea. So it's called friend or foe. And what happens is essentially um, you're going around uh, going up against classic villains, right? There's a, I know Black Cat is in there, Rhino, Sandman, Doc Ock, Venom, um, uh, Green Goblin, like I said. These guys are in the game. And what happens is after you defeat them in the game, you uh, they turn into your ally. So that's why they get the cute little friend or foe tagline. So you get to have Spidey team up with Venom or Doc Gok or Green Goblin or whoever. And you, you, know, you get to select who you can team up with. Out of all of the Spider-Man games, this is the only one with co-op. Uh, with more than one player. Which, you know, Spidey is usually a, a a lone ranger type of guy. So, usually his games would be the solo thing. I appreciated this game because of that. Uh, I was able to play with 
one of my sisters, she would, I would always play as Spider-Man, and then she had her array of different characters that she could play with. I think she played with Blade more than that. She loved playing with Blade. Um, I think that was it. Blade, she might have liked. It was two characters that she usually, they were like her go-tos. It was Blade and someone else, and I, I forget. Maybe New Goblin. Um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, it was a solid little game. You know, I have it on the PlayStation 2. Um, Activision was behind this one. And Next Level Games. Um, you know, it looked okay. Everything was fine except the story. The uh, The story... Who was it? I forget who it was. Uh, was it Mysterio? I don't. I don't remember who the, the the bad guy is. But someone was taking control of the uh, the villains, putting a chip on their back, kind of like the Doc Ock situation. And um, Spidey was just going around, breaking them out of the control, mind control. And uh, the more I think about it, I think it was Mysterio that was behind it all. Uh, but yeah, mind control. And so he would free Spidey would free them from the mind control. Then they would say, "All right, I want to help you beat this guy because I don't like being controlled." Uh, Scorpion was in that game too. I'm remembering. I'm just randomly remembering stuff. Um, <clears throat> the game plot was like the story. The story, the way it executed, it wasn't. There wasn't much happening. You just beat up the guys as you got closer to uh, Mysterio. But here's here's the biggest issue I had with the game. The game is immensely, extremely repetitive. I think out of all of the games on this list, this was the most repetitive game it it got old fast. The you know the level designs, the level designs were nice in terms of like the the architecture and and the different. You traveled all around the world. This was a world traveling game, which was nice. But the actual like platforming of the level was was extremely repetitive. Um, in a lot of ways, the bad guys that you fought, there was only like three. Maybe four classes of bad guys. And, I mean, Spidey... They gave Spidey a nice arsenal of attacks. Um, and then his his friends or foes also had a decent little range of attacks and stuff. But it wasn't very diverse. I mean, for a game at its time, you know, what could you expect? But I, I just was not the biggest fan of the play style. So I like the concept. I did love the concept. That's why originally it made it higher on the list. But the more I thought about it and I did more research and I watched a few clips of it to refresh my memory of things that I saw, it yeah, it did not hold up. And I mean it's still a game that I can see myself playing, like whipping it out and plugging it in and just playing it or whatever. But it ultimately would not be out of these games. Obviously, I would play something more. If I want to play a Spider-Man game with a buddy, this would be the only option I have. Um, but if I want to play a game by myself, yeah, no. 
All right, next. And sixth place. Now, this game is in sixth place, and I think I'm going to catch a lot of heat for this. This was tough. The 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 the, the bottom three games were actually pretty easy uh, to get to. Once I got to the top six, it became hard. Honestly, I could go to sleep tonight, wake up tomorrow, and switch these six around um, again. Probably not drastically. Maybe bump up one or two, you know, like move around one or two spots. But for the most part, I would probably be like, oh, okay, whatever. I, You know, you used to be third, now you're fourth. Like, but... Anyway, sixth place is Marvel Spider-Man uh, from 2018. As I understand it, it is the um, the highest rating Spider-Man game of all time. It won Game of the Year. Uh, there's a lot of accolades for this game. Um, after a decent amount of time without a Spider-Man game, we finally get one, and it, it's a killer. Right, Insomniac comes in to replace Beanox, um, and they crushed it. They made it a Sony exclusive, uh, so that forced me to get a PlayStation Four. I I had an Xbox One, um, but this game forced me to get a PlayStation Four because I can't just not play Spider Man. So <clears throat> I eventually did get a PlayStation Four. Um, shortly after the game came out. And, uh, yeah, I know it's, it's not even in my top three games. Look, it was a very fascinating game. I enjoyed playing it. I think the story, maybe out of all of the games, the story was probably the best. Um, quick time events, I'm not the biggest fan. I mean, that that's only part of why it, it was not higher. Uh, but, you know, I'm not a fan of those, per se. And then, um, it, 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 I'm not the biggest stealth guy either, like I said before. So that was another reason why it kind of fell down. Um, it had a lot of stealth. I I did appreciate that you got to play as different people in the game. So you were Mary Jane and you were Miles. But again, those were uh stealth games and that or stealth levels or missions or whatever and I just wasn't into that. I guess part of why I'm not big on stealth is because I have a really hard time wrapping my mind around the poor AIs. Like and I mean, this game does a better job than other games. Like, if they see a fallen comrade, they react like, okay, whoa, Spidey's here, and they're, like, on higher alert. But how do you know about Spider-Man and not think to look up in the ceiling? Like, you, you're you still keeping eye level when you're looking for him. I, you know, so I, I just, I don't know. I just could not, I couldn't get into it. Um you know, the stealth stuff. But again, he he has a great power set. 
he's fun to play as. Definitely fun to play as. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, he, he definitely, you know, I did like the, the story, again, like I said, the story is probably the best, but also, I don't know, it just, it also didn't feel like, I didn't connect to the, like, I didn't enjoy the story. It was probably the best story, but I just didn't enjoy the story as much as other games that I'll talk about. Um, a very good game. Very good. It just... Just wasn't the best. Um, well, I should say it wasn't my absolute favorite. Uh, <clears throat> so. Sorry, everyone. Please don't, don't hurt me. Fifth place. Spider-Man Edge of Time. So. Um, this came out in 2011. Um, Beanox, this was the second game that they worked on, you know, alongside Activision. And um, it's essentially a sequel to Shattered Dimensions in a way, even though they don't really talk about anything from the first game. Uh, as far as I remember, they don't really discuss anything that happened in the first game. Um, but it's kind of presented as an unofficial kind of sort of sequel type thing. I really loved the concept of these two Spider-Men. Okay, so you had Spider-Man and Miguel, uh, Peter Parker and Miguel O'Hara, and... Um, they, the both of them have two distinct fighting styles, uh, and it's a time traveling story that works. That's the most important thing. They made time traveling very simple, um, where, you know, if you do something in the past, it immediately impacts the future. It's very uh, similar to like how uh, Back to the Future works, in terms of like, you know, the see well. If you haven't seen Back to the Future, I don't... I'm sorry. But I'm going to talk about a particular scene. I don't know how you haven't... There are people that haven't seen it. I have to just... Spoiler alert for one particular scene in Back to the Future. It's not really a plot killer thing. Uh, but in case you're really sensitive... <clears throat> so, alright, you're still here. Cool. Maybe skip ahead like a minute. Hopefully I'm done explaining this in a minute. Um, so you know in like Back to the Future where uh, Marty is looking at a picture of him and his siblings and as things are playing out, his siblings start to disappear. And then when he finally kind of, I guess you could say, fixes everything, his siblings reappear in the picture. That's that's the gist of what's happened, what happens in the game. So, a Spider-Man in the past will do something. Like, if there's a wall blocking a few, the, the Spider-Man in the future, the Spider-Man in the past will, like, do something. Like, the wall might be under construction in the past, so he'll just dismantle all of that construction work, and then in the future, immediately, there's no wall there. There might be something else, or a pathway, or a door, or whatever. So, it, it's really cool what they did with that. 
Um, but yeah, that's, you know, obviously it's not the ultimate favorite game. Uh, I, I loved it because of the story, um, and what they were trying to do, but I think it just wasn't executed as well as maybe it could have been. Um, but I think out of all of the games, this was probably the best concept. Beanox came in with some heavy hitting stories for Spider-Man. I really appreciate it. Out of all these games, they definitely had some unique spins and, and things like that. Beanox really were the first group to really talk about the Spider-Verse. Because in the comics, the Spider-Verse showed up in 2014, but... Here we are with two games from Beanox that had multiple Spider-Man in it that you could play as. Um, so it was unique for, you know, it's time. Um, and very daring. I really appreciated Beanox and what they did with uh, Shattered Dimensions and Edge of Time. And unfortunately, they had to do the two movie games. And after those movie games, we stopped hearing from Spider-Man altogether until... 2018 so that's an unfortunate thing but yeah Beanox did a great job with these two games uh, the first two games that they worked on so you know kudos to them <clears throat> uh, the graphics still hold up nicely the story you know like I said was a nice story um, and I enjoyed switching back and forth between the two I love free roam I, I, I would have liked to have been able to play either Spider-Man in their versions of New York City and be able to do side missions and stuff like that. So that's part of why, you know, it's not higher on the list. Um, but the the beginning of the game is definitely um, cool to play. I mean, Spider-Man dies. <laughs> I mean, like, that's, that's, that's basically it. He dies, and that's what kind of spurs the entire... Uh, sequence of it. Well, not not quite. There's some things that happen leading to his death, but him dying is kind of what brings a lot of things into action. <clears throat> so, I'm not telling you which Spider-Man dies. I'm just telling you Spider-Man dies. Alright. In fourth place, my fourth favorite Spider-Man game, Spider-Man Miles Morales came out 2020. Very fresh game. Um, not sure if we'll get DLC for it. I haven't heard anything about DLC. Um, so I don't know if that's going to happen. They do have like a, a replay, like a new game plus thing where you can play the game all over from scratch. But then there's like more things that you can unlock and do and stuff. So... Maybe that's their kind of replacement for a DLC thing. I don't know. Uh, Miles Morales was definitely... The game was definitely better than the original game. Uh, the first game, Spider-Man, in 2018. The, the powers that Miles has... Uh, like I said earlier, I don't like stealth. But the fact that Miles can camouflage... Makes playing and stealth that much sweeter. His Venom power is also really nice to play with. The only... The, the, I think <clears throat> this might be 
messed up for me to say. But there is a one very big specific thing that kept it from a top three game. And like I said, these top six games can easily switch after a night's sleep. But um, Miles and his Venom, the game did it on overload. We have to start Generator. I'll just Venom punch it. We have to get this train moving. I'll just Venom punch it. Like, he Venom punches consoles and Generator. Like, he just punches everything. And I'm sorry, you know, okay, he's bioelectric or whatever the case, but it just so happens everything in his in 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 the missions that he has to deal with, everything involves needing a kick of electricity. It just, I I'm sorry, it overused his venom. Uh it just overused it. I it it got to the point where I just was venom punching everything. Just in case I couldn't figure out how to get to the next part of the mission. Like, I just, oh, I must have to Venom Punch something. What is it? You know, I so that was weak for me. <laughs> I didn't like that. Uh, <clears throat> um, but, I mean, other than that, the game was, was very... His power set was a lot better than uh, Spider-Man's. And I love the touch that, like, he's a new Spider-Man. You know, he's only been doing it for, like, a year... His mentor just left him. He's just now going solo. And I love, like, his movements. Little details like that. Like, when he's swinging, um, he doesn't have, like, a controlled swing. His swing is still kind of, like, loose. His limbs are flying. Like, he's kicking in the air and stuff. Like, he doesn't have the the tight swing that Peter, an experienced Peter Parker has. Um, when he's doing stealth missions... And, you know, he's hanging he's from his perch, whether it's a lamppost or the ledge, you know, of a building or something. And he grabs the guy. I love how, like, he'll kind of somewhat lose his balance while he's pulling the guy up, you know, to web him up. And it just shows, like, this inexperienced, still learning my body type of thing. And I enjoyed that. I did enjoy that. Those were nice touches that I... um I appreciate it. Um, you know, so he he definitely uh this game, you know, definitely hit a nice spot uh for me. Um the story itself. Eh, you know, I mean oh, I will say I did love the Spider-Man the friendly neighborhood app. That was a beautiful concept for a modern Spider-Man. I think um you can easily get led into traps. You know, so an ambush could be waiting. But the concept of it is really fantastic. And, and that was a great way to let you do missions throughout the city. Instead of, like, random missions. And it, it, it made more sense, like, logically. It just made more sense. Like, okay, you know, how would I know what's going on in Upper Manhattan? Or East Manhattan or whatever it is. How would I know about that? Unless I have an app where someone is telling me, hey, I need help with this. Oh, okay. Let me go over there and help out with that. So, you know, I really liked um, that concept. Uh, him and Genki, you know, were a nice little pair. Um, and, uh, yeah. 
but yeah, the the story was was okay. I thought you know, it was an okay story. I I was fine following it, um, but I I wasn't as emotionally invested as maybe I probably should have been. I don't know. Um, you know, he and Finn and that dynamic was in was interesting. I did love the Easter egg, um, at the uh. The, the science convention or whatever it was, that Easter egg when they did the flashback and Miles and Finn were like looking at all the projects before they went to see their project and they bump into Peter Parker and Dr. Octavius. Like, that was sweet. They obviously don't know each other or their existence or whatever, but it was so realistic that they would bump into each other because they both have those backgrounds and so for them to bump into each other like that and a casual thing you just never know who you've already met before with and then you later formally meet without realizing you've seen them before is so crazy um but yeah so uh, that was cool and you know the game again he miles's power set between the venom stuff and the camouflage stuff definitely brought him at a more unique uh, play. You know, it gave you a lot more options for playing and the type of play styles that you want. And I legitimately feel like Miles could beat Peter in a one-on-one match. Because he just has this wider array of, of powers, I feel like. Um, you know, but Peter does have more gadgets that he can use. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Miles... Morales game was cool. Alright, so we're at our top three. Um, and we'll get to those top three. Yes, we will. No particular order. The top three, the last three remaining games, no particular order. I'm not going to spoil it. Ultimate Spider-Man Web of Shadows. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man Web of Shadows, and Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Those are the last three. Um, so let's do it. So, in third place, we have Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Um, I've done this ranking for maybe like nine or ten times. Shattered Dimensions has been first place in a few of those rankings. Uh, but I finally put it in third place. And I'll I guess I'll explain why. Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions is one of my favorite games because it gave me four Spider-Men to play with. This is unheard of, okay? This is unheard of. You had The Amazing Spider-Man, you had Spider-Man 2099, and those two show up in the sequel, Edge of Time. Um, you have Ultimate Spider-Man, and you have Nora Spider-Man. So, you have four different Spider-Man, and they all had their different styles of fighting. So, depending on what kind of... It was kind of, sort of, like, four games in one. And, I mean, Beanox just did an incredible job here. Because this is one of those games that also had, like, a really low-key comic book art to it like you it felt like a living comic book and i mean a lot of people talk about that with into the spider-verse the movie but this game was like 
an origin type of thing for that concept. Uh, I mean, this game really, you know, between the the Spider-Verse comics and the movie, this game really launched a lot of things. Um, this was a very pioneer game. This came out in 2010. Um, and yeah, th- this was just a pioneer game. A very critical game to uh, Spider-Man lore. Um, so it definitely... I think it's underrated, but it, it's a very critical thing. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why I love the game. And that's one of the reasons why it, it was first placed in a lot of pre-rankings before I settled for third. Um, part of why I settled for third was that it I got to play as four different Spider-Men. And they all had their own different, unique styles of fighting. But I wish that I could play like the Ultimate Alliance type of thing where you had all four of the Spider-Men and you could switch between them during missions and fight as one of them. And then later on you could fight as another one. But they're all, you know, roaming around together or swinging around or whatever it is. Um, That would have been cool. Um, But also, like I said with Edge of Time, I want free roaming. Can you imagine the four different uh, New Yorks that you could swing through, and 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 each each New York could have unique type of um, side quests and stuff, you know, specific to that that particular Spider-Man. You know, so I I, I you know that would have been nice to have. So those are a couple of things that I wish could have occurred. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> Spider-Man is Spider-Man. And so Ultimate Spider-Man, you know, has always been my favorite version of Spider-Man. Um, he's voiced by Josh Keaton. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man is voiced by uh, Neil Patrick Harris. And the other two Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man 2099... <laughs> Uh, let me, um, I forgot who voiced these guys. Here's the fun fact, though. Let me just tell you the fun fact. All four of the Spider-Men are voiced by TV show voice actors who have voiced Spider-Man on a, on a TV show. Okay, that's what made that was another thing that made this such a special game. It brought together real, actual Spider Man. So, like I said, Neil Patrick Harris was the amazing Spider Man. Christopher Daniel Barnes from the uh, 90s Spider Man show, he voiced Spider Man Noor. Um, Dan Gilvison. Gilvison? Jilvison, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. He voices Miguel O'Hara. He's from the um, Spider-Man: His Amazing Friends from the eighties. He voiced that Spider-Man. And then my favorite uh, voice actor, Josh Keaton. He voices, just so happens, my favorite version of Spider-Man: Ultimate Spider-Man. So, but he also was from the um, Spectacular Spider-Man show. So. All uh, actually, Neil Patrick Harris. 
he did the uh there was a show on um MTV. Uh I forget when it came out, but I think it came out after the first Spider-Man movie. Um the Sam Raimi movie. It came out. It was like an unofficial in-between sequel type thing. It was a weird weird show. I watched it. I think it was only for like yeah, it was only one season. I forget how many episodes it was, but um yeah, so all of these Spider-Man were voice act voice acted by people who already voiced Spider-Man on TV. So I mean, this was just I mean, this was just the ultimate Spider-Man game. Like if you love Spider-Man, the actors, the the various versions of these Spider-Man, Peter Parker, Miguel O'Hara and all these different things, you would love love this game it brought the past and the present fandom together in one tribute it it's really a big giant tribute game um but it also was a great game in itself the story was very simple uh there was a tablet that was destroyed and um this tablet was it's called the tablet of um order and chaos the tablet was destroyed by accident by the Amazing Spider-Man battling Mysterio, proper uh, villain for this type of mystical type of illusional thingy majigger. So I thought that was appropriate. But um, it, it breaks. It goes throughout various dimensions. Madam Web steps in and says, "Okay, you guys got to get the fragments of the tablet back before all of your dimensions collapse." Once again. It's it's a similar storyline to the Into the Spider-Verse movie. All of these dimensions, you know, there's a crack pulling in the Spider-Man and they have to fix it, you know, in order to save all of their universes from collapsing. Very similar type of thing. So, I mean, like I said, this game was such a pioneer for future Spider-Man things. But it also brought in a lot of things from the past. It just it it's not my ultimate favorite. Obviously, it's third place, but this might be the most complete Spider-Man game. The only thing that's missing is the free roaming. That's it. Other than that, this is really just a top-notch game. The graphics still hold up to this day. Um, over a decade later, you know, I mean, it's just, for the most part, The Amazing Spider-Man still looks good. The other three might might have aged a little bit, but either way, um, it still looks good. It's still fun to play. I just played this, all of these games on this list, except for The Amazing Spider-Man and Friend or Foe. Okay, so... The games in my top six, I've played them last year at some point. Um, at different points in time. But yeah, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions, I have it on Xbox 360. And um, yeah, so this was this was a great game. Definitely encourage you to play it. I wish it were, you know, this would have been a perfect game for co-op as well. Like I said, to have multiple Spider-Man and, you, you know, you take down missions like that. But, you know, it's still a very, very great game. Very great concept. 
original story, you know, original, all kinds of stuff. Past, present, and future ramifications all from this one game. So great job. Excellent job. So the last two games, Spider-Man Web of Shadows and Ultimate Spider-Man. Here we go. This was tough. This was tough. The games that were in my top three, they all, in previous versions of my list, have been in first place multiple times. This was not easy at all. So I know there's one in second, I know there's one in first, but trust me when I say they are very close. I, I, I almost copped out and said a tie, but I felt like, nah, I'm not going to do that to y'all. I have to give you an absolute favorite. So second place. Even as I'm saying this, I feel like switching it at the last minute. <laughs> but second place is Ultimate Spider-Man. This game came out in 2005. It's the oldest game on the list. Um, but here it is, Ultimate Spider-Man, and I'm actually going to take a drink of water, because I feel a tickle or something in my throat. Ah, yes, this mediocre drink is definitely hitting the spot. Well, I'm not going to tell you what brand it is because, you know, I'd like to have endorsements and I don't want to lose out on potential money in the future. Anyway, <laughs> for the longest time, um, this was my favorite game. Um, because for a long time, I had only three games, right? Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man Web of Shadows, and Spider-Man Friend or Foe. So out of those three, Ultimate Spider-Man was my favorite. <clears throat> the last game to come out was in 2008. So it was a little time before I ran into Shattered Dimensions in 2010. With all of that said, Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, it's a weird, the game itself was a weird, like, bridge time gap thing for the actual comics, okay? So it, it is very strictly based off the comics, the Ultimate Spider-Man comics. Um, same characters and, and design and all of these different things, um... And it picks up like it, if you read if like if you do the research, it picks up. There is a time gap within the comics um, where this game just takes place, and the comics make a couple of references to the game. So this is as most canon as you're gonna get. Um, so if you're if you're a fan of the Ultimate Spider-Man storyline, this game is a must-have and a must-play. I don't know if there are any uh, walkthroughs on YouTube. I mean, this is a 2005 game. YouTube was just starting out, basically, around that time. So 
if there are any playthroughs, they might be really old videos. Unless someone did anything recently. I have it on the PlayStation 2. And, uh, so, yeah. Um, where do I begin? So you play as Peter Parker. But you also play as Eddie Brock. And, uh, more specifically, Venom. Um, and that's where it gets really fun. So... As Peter Parker, you play during the daytime usually, and you know you're you're Peter Parker, you know. Uh, Eddie Brock brings a a different style of play, and I'm gonna say Ultimate Spider-Man. The way that it runs through its game is very similar to like Spider-Man: Edge of Time, where like you'll play the game and you'll switch back and forth between Peter and Eddie. At different points of the game. Um, like it's not controllable. <clears throat> Here's what makes Ultimate Spider-Man better than Edge of Time. Free roam. You see what I'm saying? I could free roam as Peter Parker. And I can free roam as Eddie Brock. Although with Venom. It's it's a free roam. But not really. It There's some kind of bonus game with Venom. Where... When you when you switch to playing Venom, you know, in the free roam situation, what happens is so so during the game, when you play as Venom, you have to absorb people into the Venom suit, take their life essence, you know, feed. So Venom throughout the game, he just groans, feed, feed for the the vast majority of his dialogue is just the word feed. Like, he's just hungry. Your health bar literally um, goes away as you play as him. Like, you literally have to just go to random civilians and just eat them. Like, this game goes there. This game makes you just have to be Venom. Like, there is no anti-hero type of thing. No, you're feeding off of people. You're you're just killing people. <laughs> like, you're just... I'm, I'm hungry. So what happens is, at the end of the game, you spend your free roaming as Venom. You, If you cause enough carnage and destruction, you trigger Silver Sable's troops. And they try to kill you. And so basically, it's a survival mission type of thing. Where you just survive the onslaught of the enemies and you try to get as high of a score as possible before you finally die. That's... That's the Venom mode. But, you know, Peter Parker, you can swing around and you can complete side missions and stuff. Um, but there is a limit. Like, you can complete all of the side missions and then just have nothing to do in the city. So it does cap out at some point. Um, I know. Th I only know that because I did it. Like, I, I just kept playing it over the years and I eventually ran out of, like, stuff to do. Like, it just nothing popped up on the map or anything. I was like, what? Or I think the game had like a pop-up that said, you've done everything you can. Good job. Like, you can retire. Like, <laughs> But, um, so yeah, that's what happened with that game. That's why, that's one of the reasons why I love the game. Um, but also, like I said, Ultimate Spider-Man, you know, the comic and everything is my favorite version of Spider-Man. So it jumped up the list based off of that as well. Um... 
playing as Spider-Man, this is such an old game. You know what I'm saying? It's an old game. This is uh, Activision did this, as well as Treyarch. Yeah, Treyarch, or whoever they were. I forget. Um, And they... This is, you know, one of the first console games to come out. And the fluidity of of playing as Spider-Man wasn't mastered yet. So he's... He's pretty rigid in the game. His swinging is, is decent, you know. Um, his webbing is decent. His fighting is okay. Um, but that's the thing. Like, you cannot go back to play this game and, like, seriously enjoy the game. It, 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 feels, it feels like it's age. That would be the one thing um, that could hold the game back. But even, even with that... Um, obviously that shouldn't impact how how fun the game was to play at the time and I loved playing the game at the time um, there were so many um, bad guys that you played against you went up against uh, Venom uh, the Beetle was in there I believe Electro the Rhino uh, the Green Goblin <coughs> um did I deal with Black Cat? I don't, uh, I, don't, ooh, I don't remember Black Cat. Um, you know, but there were a lot of a uh, lot of guys that you were dealing with. Electro, yeah, Electro was in. I said Electro. Um, so you know, you had a lot of guys in there, a lot of villains, wide range assortment of different things, and um, you know, it was just a lot of. Peter and Eddie trying to figure it out. That was kind of the the plot. Um, And they just did a great job. Uh, But like I said, the graphics, everything about it, in terms of like aesthetics and graphics and things, it does not hold up. It has not held up. But that doesn't mean that it wasn't an excellent game at its time. Um, And it was. I don't know. Uh, how it scored, I don't care. This was a a great game to play. Um, and it is second place. And so, of course, you already know, first place is Spider-Man Web of Shadows. Fun fact. Spider-Man Web of Shadows is the only game that I've, like, all, all, um, all achievements earned. My God, I just I swept the game. Okay, <clears throat> this is th- this game has a lot going for it. The problem is, out of all of the games, this one has the most bugs. The fact that out of all of the games, the fact that I've had to consistently watch the game freeze and then I have to restart it. Here's how bad it was. When I first got my Xbox 360, the first game that I got with it was actually Civilization Revolution, which is kind of ironic because obviously that's a that's a PC franchise. Like that's not necessarily a console generation type of game. Um but I played Civilization on PC 
a couple of the, uh, I think I played Civilization 4 and maybe, I guess, 3 probably. Um, so, you know, I, I, I was a Civilization veteran and I wanted to play that game as well. The second game that I played was Spider-Man Web of Shadows. That was the second game that I ever played on the Xbox 360. I got those games around the same time. Now, as I was playing Web of Shadows, the game would freeze. So, I honestly thought there was something wrong with my Xbox. And again, it's hard to troubleshoot because I only had two games. So, it was kind of like, okay, well, it's not like I got this library where I could troubleshoot and... and try the process of elimination like if it freezes on all of the games then there might be something wrong with the one game but i only had the two games and i mean the civilization game didn't seem like it had any issues but i still kind of chalked it up to the console so i took the console back to best buy and i i, I had the uh warranty or whatever and I remember going to the store and like wanting to switch it out and I had, you know, the warranty or whatever. And this was when the Ring of Death was like a big thing. So when I went to return the console to switch it out for a new one, I remember the, the employee that I was with or whatever, he was like, me and my mom, we were, you know, in the store or whatever. She drove me, you know, to switch it out. We, you know, he's like, man, you know, I could have had, it was like an employee type of protection plan or something where like if he bought the Xbox from Best Buy, he would have easily been able to return it or whatever. Like it wouldn't have cost him anything for protection plan and all of that stuff. And, and you know, his employer would have just switched the form. He ended up with the ring of death without taking the offer. So he was stuck with the console. Um, so I, I got the new console. Game still wasn't working. So then that's when I realized, oh, it's the game. Like why why would the why would the game why would I have two consoles that can't play one particular game? It sounds like it's more of one particular game is not working on multiple consoles. So um yeah, you just if you guys have played this game, you already know what I'm talking about. You'll just be swinging around, or maybe you're in the middle of a fight. It could be at any time. And it'll just freeze. And you're just stuck. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. And you just have to restart the the console. Like, your controller freezes. You can't do anything. You, you're done. You just reset. Restart. So that was annoying. The only other annoying thing was Peter Parker's voice. I, God. He was the, the most whiny, nasally Peter Parker I have ever heard. TV, movie, game. This was the, I quite frankly, he might have been the worst voice actor for Spider-Man of all time. I mean, I... I have this whole list of games here. You know what I mean? Like, this was this was the worst. If you've heard him, he just... 
I can't listen to him. Even when he's like a normal talking thing, I can't listen. But when he's like in pain, like if he's groaning or moaning, uh, I can't replicate it because I don't, I don't have that. Oh, man. I mean, it just, uh, you know. Uh, but <clears throat> I got past all of that. The game is one of those... Um, so, it's a symbiote invasion. It's another Venom game, essentially. <clears throat> Spider-Man ends up with the black suit. In the game, you can freely switch between red suit and black suit. And by freely switch... I mean, and I, I give this game so much credit. And if you've played this game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is so fluid. All you now, I played this on the Xbox. Like I said, <clears throat> all you do is press L3. Is it L3 or R3? I forget. But all you do is just press it. Right? He'll switch between the suits, and like it'll be a live action like. If he's red suit and you switch to black suit, you'll watch the black suit consume him. And if he goes back to red suit, the black suit will just fall, will fade back and just fall back. And like, it looks like he's absorbing, absorbing the suit again. And he's back to red suit. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> but here's why it was so sexy. Here's why it, it was so sexy. It, both suits had their own unique fighting attacks and and like benefits and stuff. Uh Spider-Man in his red suit, he um had better health um with his attacks and like you know just generally he just had better health. His black suit, his attacks were a lot more powerful. A lot more powerful and aggressive. Like even the smallest details, if you if if you're standing still, you know Spider Man is just standing still. When you switch be between suits, his posture even changes. Like they thought of every little detail about his interaction with being red suit and black suit. When his posture changes, when he turns into a black suit, his posture changes. Where like he's like. His his hands clench versus they're like kind of open. He'll clench his fists when he's black suit. He'll kind of have like a sulkier, kind of like a goth, a stereotypical goth type approach to his his walk and everything when he's black suit. I mean, it is so amazing what they did with with that whole concept of being able to switch. It was like they took Ultimate Spider-Man and improved upon it. Where Ultimate Spider-Man, you got to play as Peter Parker, or I should say Spider-Man or Venom. Here, you kind of got to play as both if you wanted to. And what was so beautiful about it was that like, while you're fighting and you're in the middle of combat, when you switch suits, if you're in the middle of a combo or in the middle of an attack, while you're switching suits, the attack will finish with the appropriate suit that you're wearing. That style of the suit. Like, it, it's so crazy. I, I, don't, I don't know how they did it. 
I don't know who thought of it, but the fact that they were able to pull that off was just absolutely astounding. I just, it is absolutely beautiful. <clears throat> now, here's where it gets even better. Well, they tried to make it better. It it kind of did. So when you're fighting, depending on how often you use a suit will determine. So again, it it pulled it also pulled from Spider-Man friend or foe in the sense that the allies that you have depend on the suit that you use. So more of like the villains that you come across. They so so when you when you defeat a villain, remember this is a symbiote invasion. So what's happening is a lot of these villains have been taken over by the symbiote. And so you come in to stop them. But what's interesting is the the uh the villain that is taken over, he'll create like a hive of like a symbiote pod that produces symbiotes based off of that enemy. Like for example, Electro, he ended up producing um symbiotes that had electrical powers. Vulture gets consumed, he ended up producing symbiotes that could fly. Like it it was stuff like that. So when you defeated the enemy, something will pop up on the screen. It'll ask you to choose how you want to finish the enemy off, basically. You either chose to be in your red suit or you chose to be in your black suit. And you got a different cutscene. So if you chose the red suit, you saw a different cutscene. If you chose the black suit, you saw a different cutscene. The game keeps track of those choices that you make. And at the end of the game... When it comes time, you have the chance to end the invasion. There's like this tower that they make that would essentially destroy all the symbiotes and set everyone free. Depending on the choices of your game, if you've chosen the black suit or the red suit after different missions and boss battles, if you choose the red suit more... When it comes to that moment of truth, red will show up on the screen and you'll stop the invasion. If you've been choosing black suit, you'll destroy the little remote and then the cutscene will show where like you you basically decide you're king of New York, of a symbiote New York. It is so mad. Like, so the choices that you make completely change the outcome of the game. But like I said earlier, even during the game, when you're playing, like if you're doing like little side missions throughout the city, if you fight more with your black suit, you'll get options to team up. You can call an ally, right? So you can team up with uh, Vulture, Electro, Black Cat, some of the villains in the game, right? If you decide that you want to be in your red suit, you can call heroes to help you. Wolverine, Moon Knight, Luke Cage. Um, I know there's a fourth one. Uh, 
But anyway, you get the point. So, like, even during the game, as you use different suits, you'll get different people coming in to assist you. And you have a bar underneath your health bar. You'll have a bar of Spider-Man's face. If it's the red suit face, you know that's how you're aligned. If it's the black suit face, you know that's how you're aligned. So, like, <clears throat> it just, it really takes the previous games that came out. It kind of takes all of that together and improves on it. And brings you this ultimate game that lets you play almost as two different Spider-Men. And then you get to have a, a, a wide array of different villains that you can... Or different allies, I should say, that you can fight alongside of. And then the choices that you make and how you carry yourself determines different cutscenes and ultimately what happens at the end of the game. Because like after you decide you want to be king of New York or whatever, uh, Black Widow and S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and people, they they start planning to kill you. You know, to kill Spider-Man or at least to get him under control. So, like, you know, if they ever made, like, a sequel for the game, you know, obviously it'd be difficult because, depending on your choices, what kind of sequel would you get? But, like, that would be an interesting sequel to be a black suit of Spider-Man fighting off hordes of heroes trying to get you to get rid of the suit. Like, can you imagine a game like that? So, you can understand the beautiful concept of the game. I was able to overlook... You know, the the Spider-Man voice acting and the occasional freeze-up. And the freeze-up only happened if, if I play for like maybe three, like three to four hours, it would freeze. So I'll get a nice play-in. And at that point, it freezes up. It's like, eh, I should probably take a break anyway. Like, I shouldn't be sitting here all day playing the game so you know that those two things were major issues those are the only two major issues that I had um other than that some people complained that it was another Venom story because again Ultimate Spider-Man a Venom story Spider-Man Friend or Foe a Venom story um it essentially was a Venom story in a lot of ways um, and then <clears throat> Web of Shadows. Once again, Venom. So that's why people like Beanox. Beanox came in and changed it in so many ways that Venom wasn't even part of the equation. Although Shattered Dimensions did have Carnage um, for one of their missions. But at least it wasn't Venom. <laughs> so, but yeah, man. I mean, th this, this was... This is my favorite game. And like I said, I could go to sleep and wake up and it could be Ultimate Spider-Man. But I think you can kind of see why. So when you look at my top three games, just to kind of recap, if you look at my top three games, these games, in my opinion, were innovative. More than anything, they were very innovative. Innovative. You know, Shattered Dimensions brought something completely new that we never saw before. All of these different Spider-Men fighting. You could play as different ones and, and 
all of that. Um, you know, in all, multiple universes and dimensions and stuff. And just that whole thing. Um, you had Ultimate Spider-Man. You were able to play as Spider-Man or as Venom. You know, that brought a lot of, you know, exciting different ways of playing the game. And, and the story was, was fantastic. And it was just a new way of playing the game. And then Web of Shadows, you know. So, you know, the rest of the games on the list were not as innovative. And maybe that's what this ranking inadvertently was. Maybe that's what I value in a Spider-Man game. A Spider-Man game that does something different. That dares to do something unique. Um, that you don't always typically see. And I mean, you, you see a lot of these concepts in, in plenty of other games. But, you know, <clears throat> especially some of these earlier games, like Web of Shadows and Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man, you know, they were earlier games. you know. And so seeing those at that time was cool. You know, and, and everyone loves Spider-Man. You know, so you know, you, you couldn't go wrong with with that. Um, and you know, the recent Spider-Man games that came out, you know, twenty eighteen and twenty twenty, they they in their own right, they've done some great things. Um, and obviously, they're fresher in my mind, so it's not like I'm forgetting different things that happened or occurred. But you know, at the end of the day, they they didn't. I mean, Spider-Man Miles Morales, I love the friendly neighborhood app. So that was great. And, and you see that was in fourth place. Another innovative thing um, that was just unique and special. And Edge of Time was in fifth place. Unique and special in terms of being able to switch between characters and this whole time story situation and all of this. So, I mean, these are my favorite games. Um, you know, and let me go ahead and do one final rank so that you have them in your head. Ninth place, The Amazing Spider-Man. Next, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Next, Spider-Man Friend or Foe. Next, Spider-Man 2018. Next, Spider-Man Edge of Time. Next, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Ultimate Spider-Man. And Spider-Man Web of Shadows. Those are my nine. You guys let me know how you would rank these games um, in terms of your favorites. Uh, or if you haven't played all of the games, rank the games that you have played by your favorite. I just want to know favorite. <clears throat> I don't care what the reviews say. I don't care what your cousin said. What did you think about it? How did you enjoy playing it? Um, so let me, let me know what you guys think about the games. And... Um, Odds are, if the if not the next episode in the near future, I'm gonna do the ranking of the Spider-Man movies, um, and of course, eventually the Spider-Man shows. <laughs> so, more rankings to come. Um, all of the rankings are by favorite, so not by how you know what, how well is reviewed or, or if it was good or not. Just I loved it. You know, I loved it, and I, I, I felt the most like Spider-Man with Web of Shadows, honestly, because 
you you got to be you know red suit black suit you got to make choices and it made there were consequences and different things so you know it, it really definitely sold me as as a top game um you know for uh its hero so thanks for listening let's do the outro Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. If you want more, make sure you follow my uh, podcast here on whatever platform you're listening to. I don't know where you're at, really. Um, And, you know, check out my website, dullinell.com. And follow me on Twitter. I'll be tweeting Spider-Man stuff and 76ers stuff and other random stuff. Stuff, right? What is that wet fluid made out of anyway? Stuff? (laughs) Stuff. Thanks for listening. Keep swinking.